Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Well, that sucks that there were no good games today to discuss, or even no bad games for that matter. You know what's odd? And I'm not going to get on the Mets here. They thought they were doing the right thing. People, no matter what the team does, they're in the wrong. They stick with the game to, to play it, and then people get ticked off because they're going there, sitting in a, you know, the, the stadium for hours. Oh, you knew it was going to rain. How come you couldn't cancel it? And then, of course, they tried to do the right thing and cancel it ahead of time, and it's the most beautiful day that opening day would have ever seen. So you can't win if you're the Mets. So I'm not going to criticize them, but it is unfortunate. And some would say typical Met luck that they don't end up playing opening day on what was a beautiful day yesterday. Now, there is a lot to get into, even though they weren't games that were played. And we can look ahead to today, and the Mets are going to open at home today against the Marlins, try to get their season back on track after getting swept by the Brewers, of course. You get the Yankees in action, too, later on, opening up the Orioles season at home, where the Yanks will open their road season a little bit later on today. So we'll have plenty of that as well. But the news for the Mets yesterday, and we'll be talking with Joe DeMeo, by the way, of um, he does the Mets pod, and he's a huge dude with all the prospects. We've had him on plenty of times before. We'll get his thoughts on Francisco Alvarez a little bit later uh, and just the Mets in general. We'll do that at 1 o'clock so we get an hour to get your calls in on whatever it is you want to discuss until then. And then, of course, four hours after that. So plenty of time for that. But the Alvarez thing. So Francisco Alvarez now is going to get called up where you know Mets fans are going to be excited about this, not only because they want to see Alvarez, but because the timing of it with coming off the sweep, with the offense not doing their job. And now there's going to be excitement around Francisco Alvarez couple things on him. Number one, he was called up last year and thrown right into the fire and failed. He was overmatched. It was inevitable. It was obvious he was overmatched. Uh, he, He got thrown in out of necessity, and it didn't work out. That's number one. Number two, this spring, coming off of the little taste that he had last year, and then having an opportunity in the spring to maybe do what Anthony Volpe did with the Yankees to go out there and win that job, and Alvarez failed miserably. That's a strike two against him. Now, it doesn't mean strike two against him as far as, oh, this guy's not the prospect that we thought he was or he's not going to be any good. It's just that he had two opportunities to do something, and he didn't. This is the third time's a charm for Francisco Alvarez. If I'm him, I'm thinking, okay, I didn't get it done last year. I had a rough spring. Now you're not going to be able to send me back down. That's what this could be. Later on today, as we now officially reach Friday here on The Fan, later on today could be the beginning of Francisco Alvarez's career with the Mets not going back down to the minor leagues. You know who that's up to? Not Billy Epler, not Steve Cohen, not Buck Showalter. It's up to Francisco Alvarez. If he goes out there and rakes in this opportunity, he's not going back down. That's what needs to happen for the Mets to have success. That's what needs to happen for Alvarez to be able to 
get his career going at the big league level. And I actually think it's going to happen. There are some concerns defensively, of course. Remember, this is not the Mets calling up Alvarez because he earned it. This is, again, out of necessity with Narvaez going on the IL for, they say, with the with the calf for eight to nine weeks. That's an extended period. And you also have to do the math and say, okay, well, are they just going to have Alvarez up here to be on the bench behind Tomas Nito because he's not ready and they weren't going to bring him up here? No, he's got to play. They're not going to bring up Francisco Alvarez and have him glued to the bench. That does no, nobody any good. Now, you want to say that Nito's going to catch Max Scherzer? Sure. Is it going to be a 50-50 split? I wouldn't think so because if it is, then that means uh, Alvarez is going to get some at-bats at DH. You cannot keep his bat on the bench. That is not how you're going to develop a top prospect. So Alvarez is going to play. And the reason why this is great timing for the Mets and could be a blessing in disguise, because when you think about it, this team has been hit hard here, dating back to even before the WBC with Jose Quintana, then Edwin Diaz at the WBC. Uh, you know, one thing after another, Verlander on opening day, now this with Norvaez. It has been a mess, not to mention the sweep, not to mention Scherzer, Lindor, and Alonzo. It's just been a mess of a start for the Mets this year. But this could not only be a blessing in disguise because they get maybe better production from Alvarez at the catching spot than they would have gotten otherwise, even if Narvaez stayed healthy, but the timing of it to kind of take some of the attention off the struggling Mets. And I know it sounds ridiculous to overreact to getting swept, but it is a big deal when you consider, A, how it's happened, and B, that it didn't happen at all last year. I mean, they didn't get swept until September. Their longest losing streak of the year was three games. They're already there now, seven games in. They didn't lose a series till mid-May. They've already lost a series, second series of the year. And while everybody's going to be excited about the festivities at City Field today for opening day, there was going to be a disappointing feel to it coming off of that atrocious series in Milwaukee. And now with Alvarez, I do think that that takes a little bit of that away. Now, they have much bigger issues. And the biggest issue to me is something Alvarez cannot control, and that's the pitching. You know, He could help out in the offensive department. And I actually do think the Mets will be fine offensively. You know, ultimately, they'll be okay. They, they are what they are offensively. They were never going to be a great team anyway, but their top four or five guys, if you throw McNeil in that mix, they can hit. Maybe Alvarez can actually be, and I don't think they're going to have him batting fifth anytime soon, but maybe he can work his way up and become that five hitter and protection for Alonzo. And then you have McNeil behind him and so on. This is an opportunity for Alvarez that he needs to take advantage of here. Otherwise, it's going to be the same stuff. If he struggles, then there's going to be doubt about him. He's going to have to go back down eventually. It's going to be a problem. This is a huge moment for the Mets and Alvarez, not just for now, but also moving forward. Anyway, the Mets have bigger issues, and it's what they're pitching. That's the big concern. A year ago, Tyler McGill got the opening day start filling in for Jacob deGrom. Now he's going to get the home opener start filling in for Justin Verlander. The difference is last year, Tyler McGill was one of the keys to why the Mets got off to such a hot start. This year, after he got injured last year and he came back, he was never the same. And even as a reliever where people were talking about, oh, he could be a difference maker out of the bullpen, he was not. And this year, he's not looking very good you know, so far. He's, you know, he's been so-so. I just haven't seen enough to be able to trust Tyler McGill. What are you going to get from him? Don't know. David Peterson, not very good in start number two. That's a problem. Max Scherzer, the biggest problem. 
Not very good through his first two starts. Getting blasted in start number two, followed up by a start where he gave up a game-tying two-run homer before exiting that game to Garrett Cooper. So there are issues with the Mets rotation. Bullpen, we know there are going to be problems there without Edwin Diaz, and they're going to eventually have to go out and get an arm or two. But we were not accounting for the Mets having to go out there and add a starting pitcher. They need these guys to get the job done, and they need to do it now. Because if they start losing games here, and I don't expect them to lose this series to Miami. I mean, Miami stinks. If the Mets, See, they're in a spot now, though, off of a sweep, where if they ever did lose two of three, it would be mayhem come Monday morning. You cannot lose this series to Miami. That's the spot that they're in now. With the expectations that they have coming into the year, with the way that they've started slowly here, you cannot. I mean, really, they can't even take two or three. got to sweep this team. That's what good teams would do. That's what the Mets of last year would do. But anything less than two out of three, and it's going to be full-blown panic in this town. And that's going to be a problem because these things tend to snowball, which is why we're saying it's so important for them to go out there and settle things down in this series and then try to get back to playing some winning baseball, taking two of three, because their schedule is going to get very difficult and because the Braves just don't lose. You combine all of it, and the Mets can find themselves in a an unfamiliar spot with Steve Cohen and Buck Showalter, but a familiar spot with the prior regime, buried in April. This is a good team, but things can go the wrong direction very quickly. It's imperative they go out there and handle business against Miami, starting with the home opener later on today, and that means Tyler McGill. That means the bats, they got to get it going. It's all right there in front of them. Nobody's saying the season is over right now, although the NL East might, in fact, be over because Atlanta, like we said, does not lose. But this is an important time here early on in the season. Maybe even more so, think about this. The Mets did not deal with real adversity last year until September. And maybe even really until they lost the first one in Atlanta or the second one in Atlanta. Then it started to go, oh, okay, now we're going to find out what this team's made of. And guess what? We did. And it wasn't much, unfortunately. 101 wins came up empty, losing that division and then getting beat in the wild card round. This is the first time that they're going to be tested here this year. It's nice and early. It's a good time for a test, whether it be with Tyler McGill, whether it be with Scherzer, the rest of the rotation, the bullpen, Buck, Alvarez. They're going to be tested here this weekend. This is a huge series against a lousy team that they need to beat. And if they go out there and sweep or take two out of three, at least they settle things down a little bit, and then it's going to be on to the next series where they're going to have to show them, you know, prove themselves again. But early on, to where the Yankees, you know, look, going into Baltimore, no big deal. Yanks won four of the first six. They look fine. They'll get healthier here with Rodone and Harrison Bader potentially coming back. Glaber Torres off to a torrid start. Yankees are fine. We know what they are. They're going to have to add eventually and take another step, postseason, all that stuff. Well, we know what they are. With the Mets, it sounds nuts, but they are teetering right now coming off of that ugly sweep. It's not just losing three games, you know, a 2-1 ball game, 4-2 ball game, 7-6, whatever. The, the third game of that series, the, the you know Mets trying to avoid the sweep, you know, obviously Peterson didn't have it. Alonzo and Lindor did, but then the bullpen blows it. That Those type of losses happen. Frustrating, bad, but those losses happen. But followed up by 19-0 combined score in the first two, that can't happen. 
So make no mistake, they are going through some early season adversity after those three games. When you have the highest payroll in Major League Baseball, when you have the expectations that the Mets do, and you perform the way that they have, it's never too early to be put in a pressurized spot. And they are right now. Braves on fire. Mets struggling. Pieces falling apart left and right. And now relying on one of the young guys in Alvarez to maybe be a difference maker for them offensively. And who knows how far behind Brett Beatty is. They may need to rely on him. We we said it early on. If the Mets are going to these guys early, they're in trouble. Because usually that means it's a bad thing. And because of the injury to Narvaez, we're getting to see Alvarez. And potentially because of the performance of Eduardo Escobar, we might get to see Brett Beatty soon. A team with the highest payroll in Major League Baseball should not be relying on two top prospects as much as the Mets might be. But before we get way ahead of ourselves here, focus on one thing at a time. This team's got to go out there today, take care of business, and then do the same thing. Senga tomorrow on Saturday, of course, and finish it off on Sunday. But this is an important series for the Mets very early on in this season. Like I said, we'll talk more Mets with Joe DeMeo coming up at 1 o'clock. We'll get into the Yankees as well. Glaber Torres is on fire. Good thing they never traded them, huh? Imagine that, at the Yankees traded them for what? To make room for Peraza and Volpe. And by the way, we may be seeing Peraza up here for the Yankees due to the injury with Josh Donaldson. SNY's Andy Martino wrote about it. It could be Johnny Brito comes up and makes a start against the Orioles. Maybe that's the more likely scenario, but... If they're looking for an infielder to bring up to replace Donaldson, you could have Peraza come up. Now, I don't think they're going to do that this early and move Volpe off of short because you know, Peraza is the better defensive shortstop. But, hey, with Volpe here, Yankees made the tough decision. They banked on what he did in the spring, and he's off to a very slow start. If that continues, then they got to think about potentially sending him down, which could be a little bit of a mess as well, which is probably why some people in that room when they're trying to make this decision said, not yet, he's not ready yet. People banging the table for him. People saying he's not ready. Let's wait a little bit. This is the risk you run. He earned the job in spring training, but spring training is just that. Spring training. Not the big leagues. I think ultimately Volpe will be fine, but he's in a little bit of a funk here to start his major league career. When are the Yankees going to do something about it? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
your official station to talk Yankees. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Kind of back on the fan, 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Opening day at City Field. I can't wait to go out there. Actually, my wife is excited about it, too. We're going to go Saturday, so we won't be able to go to the opener. I got, I'll got be on SMY afterward. Look forward to that. Uh, and I do miss going to opening day. There was a point I went to like 18 straight, I think, in my life. Fleegs will be there representing the show, of course. How many is this in a, in a row for you, Fleegs, it'll be? You've been a lot, right? In a, in a row, though, only three. Oh, okay. You had a little break up there? I was not. I haven't been to all of them. I've only been to like six or seven in my life. Wow. I, I just, I was there 2021 when it was weird and everybody was coming back. I forget where else I was in 2019, but I don't believe I was at the opener. I think I went from 95 till about 2012, something like that. And I know Bob Hughes has been at like every one since the 70s, maybe. maybe he's been Rosenberg's been at like 20-plus in a row. Yeah. I mean, I used to make it a thing to go. Matter of fact, I remember in 1996, I'm pretty sure, was it 96 or 97? No, it was 97. 96 was Ordonia's from his, Ordonia's from his knees. 97, I left my SAT test early to make sure I got to opening day. And, of course, I aced it 9-10. But I remember nine ten is like an embarrassing score. I remember showing up to my SAT test uh, with my Mets. I had a Mets turtleneck, my Mets jersey on. And I was like, I really don't want to be bothered with this. I want to go to opening day. Who's I didn't scheduled? even know they did midweek SATs. Yeah, I don't remember what it might have been. Could it have been like? Um, it was definitely some kind of important test. It must have been the SATs because that's what I remember. Could it have been that? You were in New York. Was it the Regents? Maybe. Maybe some kind of Regents exam? I don't know. I do remember I got a 9-10 on my SATs. What Regents could it have been, though? Like a specific subject? I, I just know that those are a test in New York. I was in Jersey by that point in my schooling. So this had to be April of 1997. Yeah, school year, where we at at that point? Yeah, maybe toward the end. Could it have been SATs at that point? Like midway through the year, school wraps up? Oh, maybe toward the end of the year, right? April of 97? I don't know. I, it, maybe, that, maybe that doesn't check out. But it was some kind of test. That I had to go to, and I remember going in full Mets regalia and leaving right from there to go at opening day because I was not missing opening day. Did you get up in the middle of like when the testing was going on and everybody's silent and working, or did you go in one of the breaks? And I, think just I, never came I think back? I rushed through it. I don't know, I, but I clearly wasn't focused. I and mean, not that it would have made a difference. I didn't know what the hell was going on. Didn't care. My test was going to watch the Mets that day. That was the test. And look, it paid off. Who cares what that stupid test was about? The SATs, what do they mean? You probably just wrote in a lineup instead of filling out the bubbles or whatever it was. I used to do that. I have some notebooks from when I was in high school or junior high that I would just write, like, the rosters and lineups down. I did the same thing, like, predictions or stuff like that, especially the classes I hated, like Spanish class. It was just, you know, Mets lineups, potential lineups, lineups if they do this. It would try to draw the logos. At this point in my life, you know, planning for fantasy baseball, stuff like that. I have like a 93-94 Knicks logo and roster on it. I still have some of this stuff. It's crazy. Who cares what they were teaching? 
No, I'm just kidding. Of course, if I could go back and do it again, I'd do it all the same way. Look at me now. 877-33. Anyway, it's opening day at uh, City Field. 877-337-6666. And the Yanks probably pound the Orioles. Although I think Baltimore's a, a nice little scrappy team, good young team. Should be more fun to watch in years past. How about the Rays, by the way? We talk about the Braves never losing. The Rays don't lose either. Well, the Yanks may be up against it in that division. Maybe that division may be tougher than the NL East. Rays don't lose. Braves don't lose. You got the Blue Jays still a threat. Obviously, Philadelphia, if they could ever get going here, be a threat to the Mets. Should be a long, hopefully fun, roller coaster ride of a regular season for both New York teams in 2023. 877-337-6666. Elvis is calling from Orange, Connecticut. What's up, Elvis? How you doing, Sal? Hey, Good. Sal. Yeah. Tell me, tell me if you don't agree with me. Here's what bothers me about the Mets this year. Number one, Escobar's got to go, okay? I know they brought up Alvarez today, but you've got to bring up Beatty, and you've got to bring up Fuentes. Vogelback is a waste. And the thing that bothers me the most is I think Serger's starting to lose it. He's getting old. And those are the things that are really bothering me with the Mets. What do you think? Well, I think the lineup stuff is minimal right now. I'm not going to overreact to seven games one way or another. I think Escobar deserves a little bit more of a run, and you know that they have Beatty in the waiting, assuming that he could stay healthy. You know, they have him in waiting to bring him up and make an impact. I think they'll be okay lineup-wise, whether they have to bring guys up, go out and get somebody. I'm definitely worried about the starting pitching. That is a major concern to me. Yeah, definitely. But the thing that bothers me, I mean, how much – I mean, uh, Baby had a great spring. I mean, what does he have to do to stay up? I just don't get it. Atlanta Braves always bring up their players. Yeah, well, I mean, may, well, maybe the Mets will when he's ready. When their games yeah. are complete, unless it's out of necessity like it is with Alvarez. Look, you saw Volpe, right? Elvis, you pay attention to what's going on with the Yankees? Yeah, no, I know. Okay, he's, well, I, I know, well, yeah. well, Volpe had a tremendous spring, right? He wasn't supposed to get the job. It was supposed to be Peraza's right. job. Volpe had a tremendous spring. He won the job. He forced their hand. Look at what he's done so far. Nothing. He struggled I mean, mightily. So you could be in that spot. That's a tough spot now for the Yankees. And here's the other thing now, too, with the pitches there. Peterson can't throw a strike, okay? Carrasco, to me, is he's done. This team is in a lot of trouble with their starting rotation. Well, that's the point, and thank you for the call, is that it's not just one guy. It's almost all of them. It was supposed to be Max Verlander, Senga, Quintana, Carrasco. The they already Verlander IL Quintana IL. He's out half the year, and yeah, maybe more. So now you have both Peterson and McGill, who were supposed to be six and seven in their rotation. Both those two guys are now in the five man rotation. So you have your sixth and seventh best starters coming into the year into the rotation. On top of that, you have Carlos Carrasco, who looks washed. Now, it's one start, but it was awful. And he's talking about the stamina and adjusting to the pitch clock, and he got hit all over the place. And it's not like he's been lights out since he's been a Met, because he hasn't. Then you have Scherzer, who got lit up in start two. There is not one... Kodai Senga, I cannot wait to see what he does Saturday, because it'll be his second start against the same team. And if he could dominate them for the second time in a row, then I think that's good things. But right now, you know, obviously it would be a good sign for him moving forward. 
And even if he got hit to a, a certain extent, you would understand it facing the same team. Familiarity, you know, who knows? I'm, I'm very curious to see how his stuff plays against the same team in back-to-back starts. But right now, tell me where you feel secure with the spot in the rotation. And I like Peterson, but I, you can't trust David Peterson. I liked, liked Carrasco. You can't trust him. McGill can't be trusted right now. I love Max. And I love Kodai Senga, but, well, you know, with Senga, there's a great unknown. He's made one big league start. And with Scherzer, you're coming off of a year last year at the end of the year, whether you think he was healthy or not, and they're saying he wasn't. You know, that's the word. He wasn't healthy. But the results were what they were in the biggest spot. And now, this year so far through two games, he's been just okay. I think it's easy to say, yeah, you know what, Max will flip the switch and he'll be fine. He's trying. It's not like he's not trying to get guys out. So what exactly is the problem? And he doesn't have any answers. I mean, that's five guys, seven guys actually, that there are issues with. Whether the two guys on the IL, the two guys who replaced the two guys on the IL, or the remaining three with Scherzer, Senga, and Carrasco. Jesus calling from the Bronx. What's up, Jesus? Hey, Sal. How are you doing today? Good, Jesus. How are you? Long time I heard from you in a while. Yeah, where you been? I've been right here. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah. Um, were you upset that day when Buck um, mixed up the the bullpen with uh, Robinson and um, oh, I forgot his name. Um, Adovino, what he's on? Yes, yeah. Adovino. Yeah. No, I don't. People are getting too worked up about the handling of the bullpen. I'm not going nuts about that. Uh, Adovino's got to do his job. He he didn't. I, I was not surprised. Here's the bottom line: I don't trust Drew Smith. I don't trust Adam Adovino. Uh, that, that's it. And they don't have enough arms that, right now in the bullpen that I would be uh, I would be trusting. And that's unfortunate, you know, because of what happened with Edwin Diaz. To look for a closer at this time or. Uh, bad this time. I know it's too early for that. Too early for both of it. They need these guys to do what they're supposed to do, the guys that are here. Right? Yes, I know. I mean, so that's the thing. What are you going to do right now? Oh, oh, you can't wow. you can't just go out and... They, they built a roster, Jesus, and thank you for the call. They built a roster that was supposed to be coming into the year that could go out there and win a World Series. So it's supposed, it's supposed to be on that roster right now. It's not... Oh my God! They they just got swept. They need to go out there and get a closer. They need to go out there and get another bat and go out there and get another uh, an arm in the rotation. It's not that. Eventually, yeah, you want to add to the ball club, but right now they should have enough there to get the job done. And I do think they will. You know, with all this being said, there are big question marks here, but they still should be a playoff team. I mean, let's not go completely nuts about it. the The scary part to me is. If you had painted the worst-case scenario for Mets fans going into the season, it's pretty close to what's taking place. Scherzer getting hit, Verlander on the IL, Diaz out for the year. You're already into Peterson and Tyler McGill. And you're forced to bring up Francisco Alvarez, potentially... Too soon yet again due to an injury. Oh, and by the way, Escobar isn't hitting. Canna not really doing much. Even the top guys in that lineup haven't been doing all that much. 
Linda's calling from Forest Hills. Good morning, Linda. Hey, Sal. How are you? How are you, Linda? I'm hanging in there, hanging in there. Thank God for the Rangers. But, um, Sal, this next season, the start of it, oof, it's been a disaster so far. Um, I think I think part of the thing with the pitching, at least, I'm not going to harp on the hitting because we've already discussed that. It's I think the pitch clock has something to do with it, especially with aged pitchers like Verlander and Scherzer. You have the quick turnaround of the pitch clock where where you basically have to get guys out one, two, three in like a span of like I don't know a minute. Uh, these older guys, I I definitely see a, an increased potential of getting tired quickly or getting hurt or, you know, it's, it, I think it's, it's a real problem. The pitch clock. Well, I mean, they're going to have to adjust cause it's not going away. So whether the Mets are having a problem with it, uh, doesn't really matter. They, they have to adjust. I just, it's not, I like, mean, what do you want to do? You, you either adapt I, or die. I, I mean, that's it. I, I don't know. I, I used to be that baseball was a leisurely sport. Now it's just like, you know. Well, right, but that's a separate issue, Linda, than the Mets. You want to talk about the pitch clock being an issue? Fine. But it's a separate issue from the Mets' struggles. Oof. I just, wow. Like, do they have, it's like they have nobody in the staff that they can truly count on. And forget the hitting. If, if, if Alonzo and, and Lindor don't hit. They're in trouble, and yeah, the Braves don't lose. If they're not careful, the Mets. This is going to be. This might be a long season. So. And by the way, <laughs> even if and thank you for the call, and even if Lindor and Alonso do hit, the Mets are still in some trouble because nobody else is doing the job now. That's where I feel like we overreact. And by the way, that's what we do here, okay? This is a long season. We're on every day. It's sports. It's not the end of the world. It's not that serious. We're supposed to have fun with it and ride the emotions of the season. So, you know, the Mets win three in a row. They're going to the World Series. The Mets get swept. Oh, my God, break the team up. They stink. Fire everybody. Get rid of it. Like, that's just how it works in sports. You know, for the Yankees, that's why right now they're kind of just, I mean, aside from Volpe, see, the Yankees right now, the one issue, the, the one storyline with them it, well, two, I guess, storylines with them is one positive, one negative. Torres, great. Volpe, bad. Or Volpe struggling. Not bad. He's just struggling to get uh, get get going here in his major league career. Those are the two angles with the Yankees. What the, because as a team, all right, they win four of the first six. What is there really to say about it? No surprise. You expect them to go in there and win a series from Baltimore. And even if they don't, okay, it happens. Not going to win every series. So you can look at some of the individuals. With the Mets right now, coming off of that series in Milwaukee, it's panic time. That's what happens throughout the course of a long season. And, like I said, you couple it with the way that it's happened and with the way that the Braves are playing, you know, the team that the Mets had a huge lead on, 10.5 game lead last year on, before the Braves eventually caught them and they ended up tying, you know, the Braves already out to a three-game lead on the Mets. They've only played seven. <laughs> they played. I mean, the Braves are picking up right where they left off, minus the postseason, of course. And we know how Atlanta struggles in the postseason, historically speaking. Ken is calling from Queens. What's up, Ken? Yes, uh, how you doing? You know what's so frustrating, and I guess this is always on the Mets 
minds, fans' minds, is that not, you know, with Atlanta, it's just that we just never can seem to get over the hump with this team, you know? They're playing two pretty darn good teams the last two series, St. Louis and, and Atta Padres. And I really thought these teams were going to give the Braves some trouble, especially with the Braves. Don't forget, Sal, the Braves don't have Freed or Wright, two of their starting pitchers, okay? Right. Talking about us, they don't have two of their starting pitchers yet, a both engine, okay? Now, let me ask you a question. There were three guys that usually hit well against the Mets. I'm going to name them for you. One was Jurgensen Profar. One was Brian Anderson from Miami last year. And the other guy, uh, oh, God, who's the other guy? Oh, Duvall. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, we all wanted Duvall. Yeah, Duvall was a guy I wanted because it was just a simple fix. They needed a power bat, yeah. right-handed power bat, go out there and go get him. I mean, it's simple. The guy hits homers. That was the only bat that was a difference-making bat that was available, and the Mets didn't get him. It's annoying. And now, of course, he's off to a, a red-hot start. And GM with Brian Anderson when Miami didn't tend to him a contract. He's in our division. He always killed us. We couldn't pick him up to have at least a nice little play there or Provar who killed us when he was with San Diego. And an interesting thing, Singer Saturday, I want to see how Singer does next week against the Padres. That's what I want to see. Well, the, the reason why I'm curious, Ken, the reason why I'm curious about this particular start on Saturday, and thank you for the call, the reason why I'm curious about this particular start on Saturday is because it's against the same team. Two starts in a row against the same team. I want to see with... You know, what he does with that ghost fork, you know, where you saw Marlins hitters throwing their bat at it, you know, swinging at balls that were bouncing four feet in front of home plate. Is that going to be the same thing round two? Facing him for a second time in such a short span. By the way, you know what else made you sick? Because I'm watching the highlights of it right now. You know, J.D. Davis going deep. Wilmer Flores going deep. Michael Conforto going deep. All the ex-Mets are raking. Current Mets, nothing. By the way, I usually don't care about what teams do or what players do once they leave. These teams like Sonny Gray when he leaves New York, who cares? If you leave New York, I don't care what you do. There was a reason why, generally, unless the, the team itself screws it up, like maybe the Mets with Daniel Murphy. But even that, the, the, my issue was that they let him go at the wrong time. Or as soon as he got hot in the postseason in 2015, now you're going to let him go? For years, he was driving Met fans nuts. Now you let him go? Well, the guy finally started to show some power. Anyway, I don't concern myself with guys who are elsewhere. However, to see Conforto, Flores, and J.D. Davis all in the same game for the same team going deep? Come on. That's cruel. 877-337-6666. We'll continue with your calls on the other side. We'll get some Rangers as well. Why not? Rangers, you know, last night playing uh, St. Louis, but more importantly, getting set for their first-round matchup with the Devils. It's going to be, you know, it's going to get locked in. Rangers, Devs in that first round. And Rangers been such a good team, even in the loss, battling back, getting a point in St. Louis, losing in overtime last night. You know, back-to-back, uh, Halak playing, Rangers, I'm telling you, I'm getting the feel. I went to the garden. Actually, I said this. I went to the garden last night, got some merch because I wanted to get my nephew a little uh, Easter present. And I'm pumped up. I'm excited for the postseason. Really for the Rangers and the Knicks. Was scoping out some ticket prices. I'm not going to – I don't think I'm going to dive in the way that I did a year ago, you know, because I have to pay my mortgage. 
But it is fun to know that in the coming weeks, we are going to have both the Knicks and the Rangers in a postseason series and postseason series, you know, not just making the playoffs, but postseason series where each team could win them and potentially move on. Shades of 94. happened, you talked about it on The Fan. The most successful team in the history of professional sports. Starting the new millennium, the New York Yankees are once again world champions. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. is the number to call. Get your calls in. Going to 5 a.m. on the fan on this Friday. We'll call. We'll talk to uh, Joe DeMeo coming up at 1 o'clock. He's the co-host of the Mets pod. Uh, you see all the commercials all the time on SNY. And he does a great job. And he's very familiar with the with the team and the organization and the form, uh, you know, the, the prospects. So we'll get his thoughts on Alvarez and just the Mets in general and Beatty and, and all that stuff. So looking forward to um, talking to Joe in just a little bit. Right now I'm looking forward to talking to you. Robbie in Lake Success. What's going on, Robbie? Hey, hey brother, listen, before I get well, to where the have range, you, where have you been, oh, dude? I, call, I mean, come I, on. Listen, I called you oh, a week or two ago. I, mean, I checked in with you. But listen, before I get to the ranges, I'm loving this baseball, this this clock. I heard the earlier call of the young lady. and mm-hmm. I, listen, Ver, Verlander ensures that their fast pitches anyway. Now, Verlander, I'm a little worried about him coming back. I think that's a that's going to be actually a significant injury. They're just, you know, making it not as bad as it really is. Yeah, but, I, I would not be shocked. Now, look, I don't know anything about it, but I'm saying they're, they're minimizing it and downplaying it. BS. I'll believe it when absolutely. I see it. Get, get him on the mound. Until then, it's a significant injury. Absolutely. And, and the muscle tears, they, t- they, take, they take weeks. Okay, now getting to the hockey. No more. Like, I was thinking of you. I snagged game... Home game three and four today with the pre-sale. Sal, you got it's the freaking Devils, man. It's most likely yeah, the Devils. Yeah, shoot, I forgot about that. You, you know, listen, you it, tomorrow it's going to be again, but you at noon. You hey, what must. is the code? Not, don't give the code out, but I, isn't it something uh, with the credit card? I got like, my, everybody gets their own code, okay. and I actually have another one. So if you want me to call back, I can you know give it a mic, yeah. and you can use mine. But either way, I think at noon tomorrow it's open to the general public. I'm letting everybody know, Sal. This, I, and I got tickets to Game Six of the Knicks. Knicks with two hundred bucks a ticket, center court for Game Six. I only go to where, and which is cheap. I think. I think for to go to a Game Six at the Garden. Where, where are the seats for the Knicks? Ah, uh, they're two hundred level. They're in center, center court. They're high up. Yeah, but the Knicks seats that I saw that were available weren't any good, and they're expensive. Drives me nuts. Okay. By it, the it, way, it, we have no idea when any of these games are going to be they, played. Basketball is crazy because they got the pre, you know, the preliminary, the buy, the playing games. That's and that's going to take some time. But Sal, getting to the Rangers, I this is number one going to be epic. If they play the Devils, this is going to be the most. Honestly, epic. honestly, Rob, I totally forgot. I just looked at it real quick. I wanted to see prices. 
And then I was like, yeah, round one, I'm not going to go nuts. But in that moment, I wasn't thinking that it's the Devils. So oh, I should, yeah, I know. If, I know. if it is going to be the Devils, Sal, it's going to be the greatest series since 94, in my opinion. And 91, they played them. So I, I'm going way back. But this is going to be epic, epic hockey, man. You've got to go get one game at least. Get the, get the third. Well, I want to map it out. Remember last year I was going to multiple games each round. Right. I'm not going to go nuts like that no, this year. No, I'm not going to do that either. I'll, only because it was the Devils, I said it's an inter, you know, it's a city robbery. Well, you bought one game for that round. I only bought, I bought, well, I had to buy game five, home game three and four because I don't know if they were going to pass them. I want to make sure I got at least a clincher in there, you know, because I would have bought game four with game seven, technically home game. So home they game three, home, home game three is game six. Or they could, well, I don't think they're going to pass. They're, them they know they're, the not like, them. They, no, they're, they're not passing them. They're not Okay, so then get get home game three. My recommendation: get the clincher, spend the money, be in the building. Going yeah, my, my issue, though, is, and I don't think I want to go to Jersey, although that could be fun, yeah. too. My issue is I have to, it has to be on a Saturday or a Sunday for me. There's no there's just yeah, no other gotta, way I could do it during the week. I, I think I'm going to be filling in for Keith on the evenings coming up because he's going on uh, you know paternity leave once his wife has the baby. So that takes me out of the mix for any weeknight game where last year I went, I was right, done with SNY. Yeah, night. I was able to go to the game and then come back and be on the overnight afterwards. So and it, game it, six could, by the way, be like a weekend game. It actually could be because usually it ended like on a Tuesday game. It all depends like every other day. But, Sal, tomorrow is going to be the day. I think it's going to be epic. I will say this. I don't feel the ranges. I'm as good as, good as Jersey. Ah, Robin. they're beating the Devils. Come on, Rob. Yeah, they're I'm, beating I'm, the I'm Devils. Fair. It's going to be this, this to me, out of all the teams in the Eastern Conference other than Boston, okay, I think they'll they'll take care of the Canes if they get them. The Canes, I, I think, are overrated. We got them last year. We just got their number. This is the fun. year. I really believe it. This is the this year the Rangers are going back to the value. Cup. They're winning the Cup. It's going to be I feel it. epic, epic. Man. We want the Cup. Dad, I want the Devils. I want the Islanders. I want them all. Well, Let's go. We're, we're in playoff mode right now. And the, and the Islanders, I mean, that was a big win for them tonight. It's it's going down to, to that last game of the season for them to squeeze in. It's just going to be an epic spring, man. And I, it's great to talk to you. I mean, it's not baseball. I got to throw this out again. It's freaking seven games, people. Don't be it's a stranger. Well, you call. I know, but we can't rely. I got five hours before. I, I got to overreact to something. And thanks for the call, Rob. Good to hear from you. But but all kidding aside, and I know we do joke around and exaggerate and accentuate the negatives at times. The reality is the Mets are playing poorly. We're not accentuating any negative with the Yankees. We can talk about Volpe a little bit, but, I mean, he's struggling. Okay, well, what would you expect? Would you think he was come come up and be Mickey Mantle right away? I mean, you know, you know, obviously even guys like that struggle when they first come up sometimes or or go through some bumps in the road. Like, it's not... You can't expect he's going to come up here and all of a sudden play at a Hall of Fame level and never go back. It's rare that that happens. But with the Mets, there's legit reason for concern. This is not made-up stuff. You could just say it's seven games, and it is just seven games. That is true. But they have some big issues. Mario's calling from Long Island. What's up, Mario? Hey, thanks for taking my call, Sal. Appreciate it. Thank you. What's up? Uh, so I'm really excited, a uh, lifelong uh, Nick Jet and a uh, Yankee fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, really excited about the Knicks in the playoffs. Uh, I really think that they have a chance to beat Cleveland and move to the second round, and that would be certainly uh, a success story for the Knicks, I would believe. What, what's your feeling? Well, about? they have to win around here. I mean, it, it's to a point now where you can't just be, hey, you've had a nice regular season, you get into the playoffs. At some point, they, they have to actually win around. And... 
I, I think that's got to be now. If they don't win the first round here against the Cavs, and look, it's not going to be easy. Obviously, the Cavs are a very good team. But if the Knicks don't win a first-round series, it's another failure of the year as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I think I think you're pretty pretty you're spot on on that too. And I I love the way Brunson's playing this year, and and really the surprises quickly quickly is really uh, you know doing extremely well. See, so, I'm more surprised at Brunson because I always felt quickly could be an impact player. I felt that early on, and then maybe last year I got a little more discouraged. Uh, and, and look, I get it; it is somewhat of a surprise. But I felt like he had that potential. I wasn't sure about Brunson. He has turned into a legitimate superstar in the league. I mean, Jalen Brunson is a star, and that's been the difference for the Knicks this year. I'm surprised even Obi Toppin in meaningless games is putting up the points that he's putting up. And I think it's very encouraging where you have quickly Toppin and Grimes showing that they may have the potential to be impact players. I mean, that is that's something that Knicks could get that. They have a team, a legitimate team all of a sudden. Absolutely, and what do you think about quickly a six man of the year award? Yeah, I think he, I think he should get it. I mean, quickly's been that good off the bench. And thank you for the call, Mario. Although the only Nick who I'll ever love as the six man of the year, of course, is Super Sub John Starks. I mean, that's it to me. He was, yeah, it's my guy growing up. So while quickly might be the six man of the year, Starks was my guy. I know Mace too, but Starks was my guy. James is calling from Jericho. What's up, James? What's going on, Sal? Hey, uh, you brought up a couple former Mets, and I just wanted to uh, hop onto that real quick. I know you don't care, but listen, listen to these three. So you got Bassett in Toronto. He's pitching to a 24 ERA. 24. All right. Oh, well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. He had one start, didn't he? he got it's, I, know, I, I know, but you, I know, but you, you brought up the former Mets and how great they some of them are doing. You know, with their other teams. In well, a, no. In let a, me just let season. me just specify, and I'll let you finish here. I I, I brought yeah. them up because they all those three that I mentioned homered in the same game for the Giants yesterday. And you know who didn't homer yet? It's who? Correa. I've been following him, too. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, seeing if that was going to be a mistake. But he's batting 200, hasn't had a home run. He's only got two RBI. Mm-hmm. But the other two Mets, uh, uh, Walker, he's, I think he's pitching to an 8 ERA right now. And DeGrom, obviously, is about a 5-5. Five, five. Well, DeGrom was um, good, and he was awful in his first start and good in his second start. Yeah, and then the only reason why I'm not worried, again, I, you know, it, it is early. It's only seven games. I would be really worried if our manager was Mickey Calloway or Rojas. We got Buck Showalter. He's going to be a steady voice. He's been there before. And after 20 games, let's you know measure the season so far and see where we're at. You know, that is a great point, James. Of all the areas of concern, the one spot that I do need to trust a little bit more, and you know I love Buck more than anybody, but y- yeah. y- you forget just because we've seen you know this team struggle in so many areas, I do trust Buck to keep everything in order and get everything right and back on track and be a winning team. Yeah. Look, they're still making the playoffs. I mean, I'd be shocked if the Mets didn't make the postseason. I, I agree with you. And every year, the Yankees start out the same way. They start out maybe five games on the 500. All their fans are going berserk. And then where do they finish at the end of the year? Almost every year. But, what's the, but what's the difference you know, between the two? Uh, between the Mets and the Yankees right now? Well, no, in general. You say every year the Yankees. Oh well, start- oh, well obviously you know the. Pe- well, I'm a Mets fan, for, you know, for 50 years, so obviously the pedigree of being. Well, the that's that's and, the uh, point. That they're always there. Well, that's the point, and we're still. And thank you for the call, James. Good stuff. The point is that we could say that with the Yankees because they do it every year. Hey, another slow start, and just when you think, uh oh, this is going to be the year where maybe they're not going to make it. They turn around and win 95, 100 games, whatever it is. Every year they do it. If they start slow, they always finish strong anyway. With the Mets, they don't have that pedigree. 
So when they hit a little bump in the road, or, uh, road early on, especially when you didn't see it at all last year, and that's why I'm saying it's not just, oh, the Mets lost three games. No, it's, oh, my God, they're doing something that they didn't do at all last year. And it's the way that it's happening. And it's not a franchise like the Yankees that make the postseason every year. It's a franchise unlike the Yankees that have only had consecutive seasons in the postseason twice in their history. 99-2000, 2015-2016. That's about it. So there are concerns there. I mean, legitimate. Now, look, you could get turned around. Max Scherzer goes out there and dominates. You don't have to worry about it. But right now, those are ifs. Marco, I'm going to the game Saturday. Will Kodai Senga taking my wife? Oh, nice. My mother is going to babysit for the day. Just the two of you? Just the two of us. Yeah, of course, because I asked for four tickets. I asked Martel for four tickets, and he puts me in contact with people here, and I end up getting two. What am I going to say? All right, thank you. I can't be like, uh, by the way, where are the other two? So... Yeah. Is there something after the game? I mean, new pitch clock. I don't know if you're aware. Game will go faster. So. Well, we're actually looking forward to, I mean, I don't know like what we're going to do as far as eating at the game, right? Because there's so many different things. But we're looking forward to a 4 o'clock start. We should be home by 8 o'clock, Well, right? that's what I mean. Like, is is parents watching the daughter all night? Like, are we, are we having, like, another sound night? Like, can you get the whole night? Or is this just the game and that's it? And you go home and pick up your daughter and that's it? Uh, I didn't think that through, Marco, because truth be told, I was more focused on Kodai Singa than uh, anything else going on with my wife, if you know what I mean. Okay, fair. Um, <laughs> At the me, it's it's wait, baseball wait, season, wait, Marco. Wait, wait, wait. Let me, let me reel you in a little I bit. Got my, I got my one night for the next six months. I got that. Uh, yeah, 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 but hang on, hang on. Hang on. Your wife, yeah. from what I remember from yeah. what you're telling me, I don't think she's the biggest sports fan. Uh, Is that no, fair? She, she'll enjoy going right, to the Met games. It's, it's not, no, no, not, like, not into sports If you at don't all. take her to the game, she's not going to be running to City Field. No. Okay. So, your daughter is going to be with your your mother, you said? Correct, yeah. And you got the game at 4 o'clock. Correct. You haven't figured out what you're going to do after the game? Because I think after a couple hours at City Field, I feel like now you should, you know, maybe take her to dinner on the way home or I maybe think, hit... I don't know, ice cream or something. Like, something for her. you got to do something for her now before you just go home and that's it. See, this is where we differ. I am doing something for her. I'm taking her to the Met game. I, out of the kindness of my heart, because I'm the husband of the year, am taking my wife to City Field to explore all that City Field has to offer in Game 2 of the season. Yeah, I got to tell you, Shake Shack is not going to do it for, I don't think so. What about I, Jacob's Pinkles? Yeah, no, I think... And then you're right, like the ice cream and stuff, I'm sure we're going to have some kind of snacks there, so it's a weird spot. If we eat a lot at the game, then what? Probably this is what happens. You know this, Marco. Come on, you're married with kids. Another on the way. What's going to happen? I'll we'll, we'll drive home. My wife will fall asleep in the car on the way home. We'll go to my mother's house, pick the baby up, bring the baby back, put the baby to sleep, and then that's a night. That's a wrap. You're right. Here, That's why, again, you got to think ahead. Think these things through. You can't just do it on the fly because if that's on the fly, that's your night. I can tell you now. If you think ahead and you have your mother watch your daughter all night, then you have the Met game as an appetizer. Right, but isn't for the, the game, rest of the night. The game's not the main course. Like, I'll tell you what would be nice. Maybe watching a movie at home. For you. How about, oh, that is true. That is true. You don't think my wife wants to see Kodai Senga? For you. Yeah, right. 
I think again, you know, that, she's going to like the, the new. Here, here's the give and take. Sal. The new this, scoreboard this, at City Field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the give and take. I don't. I don't think the potato bun is really going to impress her. Yeah. I think you need to figure out a way to make the game a good part of the day, but then, then have another part of the night. All right, maybe a movie at home. Like I'll make some popcorn, and that's yeah. It's a, a little movie night. Look, we old. It's not like yeah. you got to start painting the town red, hitting the bars, and nah, 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 nah. right. A little simple thing. I mean, whether it's a movie that's old that you've never seen, that's kind of like on the quote unquote list that nobody ever actually has, or something new that maybe you could pop on the TV at home. I just feel like when we get to this age, sadly, and by the way, it shouldn't be that old, you know, in the 40s or whatever, but it's like one thing per day is more than enough. Like the event of going to the game, the Met game, getting dressed, getting ready, going to the game, being there for a couple hours, that's the thing. Sal, that's my month. But I would say if you got a chance (laughs) to extend this a bit, take advantage of it. There's not a lot of nights that I would think that you're going to have you and your wife together and your daughter not Well, here's what I really would want. Maybe I'll have to throw this one out there to Grandma. Grandma, how about a little sleepover? Maybe. That's what I'm talking about. Now. That's, That's what I'm getting at. Well, I'm now not, we're talking. Well, that's what I meant. You don't pick her up on the way home. That's the point. You maybe you, stop you drop you, her off, and we're done with her for the day. You're done for the day. You go to the game. You figure that out. You figure out what you're hitting on the way home, whether so it's a snack, whether it's dessert, whether it's dinner, whatever it is, and then it's back to the house, watch a movie, try to stay awake, have a little bit of fun. Next morning, you go get your daughter. Maybe after breakfast. See, that's the plan. After breakfast. Although, no, no, don't so, get it first thing in the morning. So I forgot. Here's one thing. It's Easter Sunday. Not that I care about that necessarily, but... You know, I doubt she's going to be able to say, eh, no, it's just a weird. And then the other issue I had she's was. two, right? So I called. Easter yeah, Bunny she, travels. She'll be two. I called my mother to ask her what she's doing on Saturday. And she goes, oh, why? You're taking me to the game? <laughs> <laughs> no, Ray, like, Ray Martel sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, uh, actually, I was going to see if you could watch Samira so I could take Marina to the game. Uh, and that dynamic thing continues. Anyway, I appreciate the insight there, Marco. And maybe we'll try to make something happen. Uh, look, I would the imagine. The post game. I got to do something post game. Yeah, there's not as many opportunities as you would like to have nights where it's just you and her and not with the kids. So any opportunity that you could find a way. Like hang out at the K corner maybe afterward? You know, the new K corner that they have? Uh, or... Yeah, I've heard. I, I, yeah. I, again, I feel like really this should be more speed. Yeah, for her <laughs> right. than... Hey, let's get a beer yeah. after the game at the cake. Like I don't, I don't think right. That's, that's something I would probably want to do again. Right? Yeah, that's not something mm. you know, like Sal and Geo after the game. Like right. this has got to be Sal and wife. Right. So I hear how much favor could you earn if you make like you guys go and you eat pregame and you make a reservation at a nice restaurant for I don't know, eight o'clock. You get out of there. Game's over by six thirty, six forty-five with the pitch clock. Eight eight thirty reservation at a nice yeah. restaurant. Yeah, uh, maybe we just don't eat at the game. That could be a problem. Or Here's what I, because this is kind of what I'm hearing from you, Mark, a little bit. Maybe I just take somebody else to the game. And then I don't have to worry about after we go to the K corner, we go do whatever I got to do during the game, hang out, have fun. Mm, that's, somebody that's... would appreciate it. Because if you're telling me that my wife is not, in fact, going to appreciate this great gesture by me, taking her to the second game of the year out at City Field, on the house, by the way, not a dime being spent by her, going out. Being treated city field, you, you're not going to appreciate that. Then maybe I'll find somebody else to go. Maybe Geo, maybe he is free on Saturday. I feel like now we're getting back to the selfish cell. Mm-hmm. I feel like we need to keep me in check. It's well, a yeah, lot to unpack need- in there too. You guys are married. You have a kid, and you're still thinking like she's not spending a dime. I'm paying for like the whole 
splitting up what? the finances still going on there. Oh, well, that is true. And uh, look, I'm not paying for anything. I got tickets for free. What are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe I have to pay for the Jacob's, uh, Jacob's Pickle. <laughs> Although, who knows? If I go see Roger or Buddy Roger who works out at City Field, maybe he could hook us up. Well, Everything's I, on him. I thought Fleegs was going to go by the fact that as soon as you said, maybe I don't take the wife, all of a sudden my head peaked up because it was kind of like, you know what? That's a good idea. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't do that. <laughs> That's Just where you kidding. get married. You start thinking, you know what? Yeah, maybe I could take one of my friends. Uh, right. Exactly. Well, I mean. We could actually make a day out of it. I could still get home in time. It won't be that late. That's not so, bad. Right. The, really, the power play would be this for me personally, and this is why I'm so unselfish. I am just a selfless individual the more I think about it. The power play would have been, honey, I'm going to go to the ball game with my buddy, and we'll be back, and I'm going to take you out to the nicest dinner you'll ever have. And maybe we'll have the baby stay at my mom's house, and then we could hang out. You know what I'm saying? Wink, wink, a little alone time. That would be the power play, because then I go to get to see a ball game, ha- hang out with my friends, go do what we got to do, take the wife to dinner, have a little night. But instead, I'm so selfless that I wanted my wife and wanted to include her on something that uh, I feel like is a great treat come Saturday. I wish I could go along with that, but I'm going to call the BS. Mm-hmm. Any wife on the planet, I'm going to go to the game with a friend of mine, but don't worry, I'll be back in time. We can go to dinner after. Look at the hell out of here. <laughs> We either go when we're having the day or get the hell out of my uh, sight and then go for the for the day. There's no way. Yeah. That's that's the imagination of the mind where we can start tricking ourselves that we can get away with it. You can't get away with right. that. Nobody's getting away with that. Bottom line is I got screwed by Martel. He should have right. given me four tickets. It's also he, clicking now that your wife is going to have to be with you in City Field as for the first time since last October. Yeah. People see you and start screaming. There's the guy that said the NL East is over. Yeah, it might get ugly. I know. That's another thing I was thinking. That's why, thank goodness we got some good seats. But, I mean, or at least I think they're good seats. Yeah, I mean, that could be another issue, too. Because it was ugly last year at times. Yeah. This is actually where you use the wife in in, in that regard. I think people will take a little bit of... And that's giving them way too much credit, Marco. Yeah, I, yeah, I think most people will be okay, but... Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like they'll lighten up a little bit. If they notice that you're... Now, if they don't notice, I mean, just sitting there right. next yeah, to anybody. Of course, right. But if they notice that it's your wife, most, then yeah, I think it, they'll, they'll It is funny, because most of the comments on social media are negative, right? I have never met... Well, no, I shouldn't say that. Never, not one, one time. And that was last year during the postseason as somebody, like, been bad. But most of the other people just say, hey, you don't like it, whatever. Anyway, that's a whole nother Well, that's issue. because it's in person, right? Yeah, right. This I is face-to-face? Right. Different. Yeah. People totally- are totally different. You'll see their real colors, or better yet, you'll see the yellow colors if you get them face-to-face as opposed to on Twitter where everybody's a tough guy. All right. Well, whatever. We just got to try to avoid the confrontation whatsoever. <laughs> Matter of fact, I'm going to stay home. I'm going to watch the game on dinner right you now. You guys want any tickets? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you need two for Saturday? Third I'm not inning, going. Out of here. Go get dinner. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.